And then I got together with a couple of my uh, my friends in my, my class, and we had a, a law school boy band uh, that we, we, <laughs> we were called uh, Boys to Men's Rea, was the name of our... Uh, <laughs> oh, so it started right way Boys back then. Did you guys do like synchronized dances or anything like that? Welcome to What's Law Got to Do With It, a lighthearted look at life in law school. I'm Professor Richard Haig. And I'm 3L law student, Adam Lachance. Adam, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Good. You're not hungover. No, not... I feel fresh. I slept like 14 hours. Yeah, you look <laughs> You look. You look uh, like a million bucks. I Thank you. I don't appreciate know. that. <laughs> um, so today we have a show on... Partially on the road, we have a guest who is not with us. We don't do this very often, so I first thing I'll do is uh, turn it over our, to our guest to introduce himself. Himself, yes, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> it's always hard. It's hard when you're not here, Howie. <laughs> Hi there, I'm I'm Howie Kislewitz. I'm a associate professor here at the University of Calgary's Faculty of Law. And uh, you and I know each other how. Uh, well, Richard and I were in graduate school together. Uh, we found each other uh, to be researching similar and related topics, so we'd get together from time to time and share what we've been finding and talk about our projects and uh, do this kind of grad student griping that we like to do uh, all together. Um, I, I just learned, Richard, actually, that um, one of the uh, places where we would often meet, and one of the coffee shops where we would often meet in Toronto, is actually owned... Uh, by uh, a group, or or it, it it gives its money to a group that is, is uh, a litigant in a case that I teach. Uh, oh. It uh, it's a group called Energy Probe, which I think in the in the 80s and 90s was sort of an anti-nuclear energy lobby group, and have since become a climate skeptic uh, lobby oh. group. <laughs> <laughs> so we had okay. we in our uh, sharing of information. Uh, we unwittingly supported this uh, this NGO. I it, unwitting unwittingly. Is the key thing. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great to have you on. As I said, Howie, you're a guest by phone, so we're uh, not used to doing that, but hopefully it'll all work out. As usual, I have to ask Adam. Adam, uh, this is such an awesome question today. I get yeah. to ask you: Have you done your listenings? <laughs> and yes. we need to explain to people. So, that is the correct question. Not yes. yes that I did the listenings, but also yes, I, I know did my listening. So, <laughs> listener, for the very first time ever, Adam has done what was prescribed of him, which, and I have to thank our guest. Time. Maybe this is the new idea: is we get the guest to submit what it is you genius. should do, and then you felt obliged. So, so Howie, you bring on one else. So I, I'll give a little background here. Howie, Howie, we can talk about this in a bit about your musicianship, but you sent Adam. <laughs> Four, five songs to listen to as part of his preparation for today, and he actually did them. So oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, I laughed. <laughs> I cried. So, yeah, we got to talk about those along. songs later. Great. But uh, anyway. So, actually, good. I have a quick story about that. Because uh -huh. I had heard of a professor 
I went to the client consultation competition. There was like a national competition in Edmonton. And while I was there, we were chatting with some of the other groups. It's like some 3Ls or something. And they said to us, I thought they were talking about Edmonton, though. They said, there's a professor that we have who makes these little songs about topics in law. And they, they said one about, I can't remember what the one they were talking about was, but they were like giving me some lines from it. And I was like, that's hilarious. And I, was like, I wish we had a professor that did that. <laughs> Obviously, they weren't from Edmonton because I don't know who else it would be. It turns out you. it was Howie. <laughs> yeah, so you're yeah. famous. <laughs> can we can we put the, do you mind, Howie? Can we put the link to that SoundCloud up on the... Please do. So I'll be playing a clip right here. Oh, no, it ain't fair she holds me So, uh, yeah, so I thought it would be great to have Howie on because of a few things that he's already mentioned. We, he and I met at U of T doing our graduate work, um, and Howie has gone on to great things. So, Howie, I, all my guests, or my faculty guests and most of my guests here are from Osgood, and so we're, uh, we're trying to get a bit away from being Osgood-centric. So you have to... Tell us what it's like to teach, say, in the two places you've taught and your experiences there. Holy man. Unprecedented oh. episode. Unprecedented <laughs> episode. You, I did my readings, and Professor Hegg forgot to ask our mandatory question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Still, you ask What's it. Happening? You ask it. You, you okay, can butt, so, butt in here. Yeah. Howie, we're going to need to know what your favorite uh, law-related TV, movie, film you can't do music because we know what you'd choose. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's funny. I'm a I'm a devoted listener, so I knew this was coming, and I really stressed out about answering this question because uh, I wanted to get the right answer. Uh, and I have two answers. Uh, one is like the lawyers that I grew up watching on TV who gave me an idea, uh, probably a pretty wrong idea of what it, a lawyer does. Uh, and so I was a big. Uh, I remember watching a lot of LA Law, but I can't quite recall who my favorite characters are. And I was a big law and order fan. Uh, and I often ask people like what their dream lineup is, uh, if they could choose from all of the police officers and all of the lawyers uh, on law and order. And I, I think I'm a Ben Stone guy. So when you saw your unconscious daughter on the floor and that stain on the same floor, did you pick up a phone call 911? I already did. You pick up a phone and call her pediatrician. You're twisting everything I say. Did you even bother to pick up Dee Dee, or did you leave her in a pool of her own blood? Um, but uh, contemporary, I think Saul Goodman is is uh, is my oh. my favorite lawyer to watch on TV. Hi, I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? The Constitution says you do, and so do I. I believe that until proven guilty, every man, woman, and child in this country is innocent. Yeah, he's a good one, especially in like Better Call Saul. Yeah. Because you kind of have the background, you, you think of him one way, and then you watch Better Call Saul, and it's uh, yeah, I, I prefer that oh. that version of him. Yeah, okay. that's good because how he's now back. We're back on track. People are giving names of shows that I don't watch. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, there we go. We're I back know to of them. I know that Breaking Bad, the character was introduced, and then he's got his own show. But yeah. I've never. It's seen good. A it's good. Episode. So. All right. Yes, you're right. What? What? That was happened? awesome. I I'm very excited. I, Today's you, a good you day. You did your listenings, and I missed my cues. 
All right. So back to the what now is the second question, how you or third? What you forget? What did I? You're asking him to distinguish between Osgood and yeah, other or just you can what, ask it from the, from it yeah, again, just in well, case. How he doesn't forget, forget those questions? That was only two minutes ago. So I forget. Oh, so Howie? Yes, <laughs> still here for the benefit of Adam. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, what's it? Yeah, what was it like teaching it? Uh, I won't even say where. I'll let you tell where the two places you've been and how. How's it been? Sure. Um, so my first, uh, my first job out of graduate school, my first professor gig was at the University of New Brunswick's Faculty of Law, um, and that was one thing uh, I learned about being a legal academic was that you have to. Uh, if you're committed to getting uh, a position in legal academia, at least in at least my experience was, you have to be pretty flexible about where you're willing to live. And so I had never, I had no connection to New Brunswick. I had never imagined myself living there. But uh, you know, they they had a need in the area where I was teaching, and and there was a good match there. And uh, we kind of my picked up my little family and we moved to Fredericton, having never spent you know, more than a day or two there. Uh, and it turned out to be really great um, in a lot of different ways. I had great colleagues. Um, there's There was something really nice about the community at uh, the law school, uh, both among the faculty, but in particular among the students. It's, it's a small school. A lot of students actually live on campus. Um, and I think because of the size of the city, uh, the student's social life is... Uh, for many of them to a large extent driven by the people they meet uh, while they're at law school. So you get a very strong sense of camaraderie uh, and mutual support among the students. And that really changes the dynamic when you're in front of the lectern, um, that there isn't really a strong sense of competition. There was a sense that, uh, you know, everybody wants everybody else to do their best. Um, and people were good about sharing their work uh, and, uh, they was they were very kind about inviting me to uh, to perform at uh, some of the student events <laughs> to play some of those songs you were talking about. That's awesome. Um, and I, I had a great time there. Do they break it down into sections the way a lot of other law schools do? They do, yeah. Uh, what's funny is that I actually teach marginally fewer students here at the University of Calgary than I did at um, than I did at UNB uh, because. We have more students, but also more sections. So UNB typically has in their in their 1L class about 90, 95 students, uh, and they would break it down into two sections. Uh, and here we have 130 students, but we break it into three sections. So I have a few fewer students in my first year class uh, than I smaller than here. Those are smaller classes. Yeah, Osgood has 270. Osgood's sections are about 75 students. 75. Each, yeah. So it's yeah, it's still different. I. I've always thought nice. that smaller groupings are Smaller good. would be better, no? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, yeah. that's the wrong school. Damn it. <laughs> for sure. Um, for sure, it's better from the teaching side. Um, I think once you get above a certain critical mass, the in-class time doesn't matter quite as much. Um, you know, I don't know if you've had this experience, Richard, but unless I have some kind of system that requires participation, um, if I just leave it to its to you know, people to participate as they would naturally. Um, mm-hmm. I used, typically get in a class of fifty about you know four or five frequent participators. Uh, so if I had a class of seventy, then maybe I'd have six or seven. Yeah, um, I think you're absolutely right. Ten percent. Yeah. There's some ten percent rule. I think. Is yeah. The, the people like to. Yeah. 
you're right. But the other thing is, because it is so much smaller, and you know, even though you do have sections, I just wondered whether you be, whether the students must no, get to know each other, no matter what, even outside their own section. Where again, at Osgood, you can go through three years at Osgood, and there are students you probably yeah. don't know. I ran into someone yesterday. Yeah. I was yeah. like, "You're in three L? Like, what the hell?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know each other, so that. <laughs> I think that's so right. Cal- yeah. And is Calgary sort of in between? You'd say those two poles. Yeah, it, it's a bit in between, in part because of the size, in part because Calgary is a bigger city, so you, we have more students who commute. Um, we also like our average student age is a little bit higher than most other places, so. We have, I guess, a slightly higher percentage uh, compared to other law schools, uh, people who are maybe have already started a family uh, or have other kinds of like that life stage commitment uh, that would tie them up in the after school hours. Um, so uh, there's there's a great diversity of students here uh, and it's it's um, more diverse in, in several ways, I think, than the, the student body at, at UMB. Uh, but that comes at the expense of, you know, some of the tight knitness that I saw at UNB. So it's not to say that there's no sense of community here. It's just there's more people. It's a bigger city. People live further afield. They might have other kinds of commitments. So it just changes the changes the dynamic. Yeah, it's, it sounds like, yeah, it's different. Not no worse nor better. But I think it's interesting. So they is that a deliberate choice that uh, you've seen makes to to let in more kind of mature students? Uh, I think it, it stems from the way we do admissions, um, which I think like Osgood, we do, we have a holistic admissions process um, yep. and it does give credit for, you know, outside life experience, uh, which means that, you know, for students who maybe, uh, you know, maybe their LSAT is, or their, or their grades are one thing, but then they have this really compelling outside experience, like they've spent 10 years starting a business or they've been volunteering abroad or something like that. The admissions process allows for that flexibility uh, mm-hmm. to to reward that kind of student. That's good. Adam wouldn't wouldn't have made it in Calgary. No. <laughs> Just straight A's, you know, yeah. my, my biggest flaw. <laughs> so... <laughs> Which so is we, not to say our heard... students are not competitive academics. Certainly are. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we had a little chat before we went on air about this, but I, and I thought it is kind of an interesting question. So you're, you're at the early stage of your career. I'm towards the end. Um, could be over any day now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm counting those days <laughs> that the, uh, and I asked you because you have you you say you go by Professor Kislowitz to your class, and you said you could explain why. I've always been Richard to my students, although they don't call me that. I but call I you always, Professor Egg on yeah, the podcast. No, I know because so. I, I I say to them, please feel free to call me Richard, but people just don't. Many don't. But that's so funny because why? I think my students so, call me Howie when I leave the room. Uh, <laughs> really? So, I think so. so you, well, so why did you, you, you said you made the choice. Yes, it was you. a choice. Yeah. Um, and I, I made the choice like before the first class that I taught at UNB because I, I knew I had to introduce myself somehow. Um, and my thinking was, at least at that time, I was reasonably close in age with some of the students. Um, so, I, I mean, I was older than most of the students, but but not by a huge amount such that, you know, I could see – it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a stretch to form a friendship with somebody in that in that age bracket and still have lots in common to talk about. Um, 
you had to distance yourself. That's right. I knew I, and the reason I felt like I needed that distance was because I wanted to establish a professional relationship rather than a friendship. And I also wanted, I knew that I couldn't be friends with all of the students, <laughs> which meant that I didn't feel like I could fairly be friends with any of the students, uh, <laughs> yeah. without, without having a potential biasing effect on the way I, I taught the class or the way I graded the class. Um, so I went with professor Kisselowitz as a kind of a boundary setter, uh, also because it's fun to watch, uh, students try to say Kisselowitz. Um, <laughs> I was just panicking thinking, what yeah. if I have to yeah. say this? <laughs> yeah. The C, the CZ at the end is, a, is, is a bit of a head scratcher for a lot of students. Um, so what do you think they call you? Cause pr- professors like we, we might call professor Hag professor Hag to his face. Yeah. But behind his back, we all call him Heg. It's just last it's just names, Heg. isn't it? I know. So, that. do they? Do you think they call you Kitzlowitz, or do you think they call you like Kits? <laughs> like, do you know? I my guess is they call me Howie. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Right behind my back. It's a fascinating thing, though, to think it's such a small thing, but there's so many layers here as to you know what do you tell students? Do I work? So my view again, I, I. I often say, you know, you can call me Richard, but I would say 90% of the students, at least that I'm teaching, will not call me Richard. They'll call me Professor Haig. Then when I when I hire them as RAs, I, I pretty much insist. I say, please, you no longer, I'm no longer teaching you. You're here for a summer job. Please call me Richard. And they eventually relent and call me Richard. And then that will carry them through the rest of the law school. They will call me Richard from then on. Uh, but... I think when I was in your position, you're right. When I first started here, I was I was in my late twenties. I I did ask people to call me professor. It was a, yeah. I, a kind of a sim- similar deliberate choice. I did the same. I asked professors to call me three L law student Adam Lashon. It's just like we don't. They, what do we do? They, prefer, yeah. they call me you. Like, <laughs> they say yes. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> But I, it's it is so common at Osgoode. I don't again. I don't wonder if this is true at your both your universities. For people, if you hear them in the hall, they definitely just refer to Pross by last name. Yeah. No matter who they are, though, it could be what anybody. Was the, what was the name we had? Uh, we were in that coffee shop. Oh, like Lisa. Street. Yeah, Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, 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 Lisa Del, Del Cole. Yes. Del Cole. There we go. Yeah. So Lisa, when she was on, who was she talking about that she ran? Brian into? Slattery. I yeah, think? Slats. She used to call <laughs> yeah, him Slats. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> the nickname. Yeah, I guess. That's, yeah. What that's what I'm talking about. But then there there must be prep. You have faculty colleagues who you know that the students will never ever call them by anything other than professor x or y the the i don't know there's always somebody like harry arthur's here at osgood he's for even even his faculty colleagues will call him professor arthur's it's just, <laughs> uh, oh yeah the gravitas of the man is just <laughs> yeah, yeah. too much right i don't know you might be right you might be right <laughs> i don't think i've had one you don't have, have what professor uh, one that I say professor on every time. Oh, okay. No, doesn't exist. Uh, so Howie, the you uh, musicianship. We I think we do have since it, since we're going to put that up on the the, the podcast. So you do, uh, and I, I, that was one of the things that I met when I met you early on. We did those U of T talent shows, and you yeah. played. You were you were penning songs and singing way back then, and you've carried on with that. that yeah, that's right. So. Um, I, I have always loved to play and perform music um, and to write songs in particular has been where I, where I find the most, uh, the most joy. Uh, and as a law student, I started writing silly law songs and the basic bit uh, 
I only kind of reverse engineered that this was the bit. I didn't, I didn't set out for it to be this way. It was to, to write a love song, but using law terms. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, and, uh, and I, I realized at some point that all the songs I had written in this genre were the same. Like it was the same bit uh, with different <laughs> tunes, different words, but it was the same basic bit. And I, I at first I found that depressing because I thought, oh, I'm really just a one trick pony. Uh, but then I can, I consoled myself by saying, at least I'm a pony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I, I were a one trick pony. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I started writing as a law student and then I've written a couple since becoming a professor. Um, in the law student days, I, I wrote one that I performed with a professor at one of the law school talent shows. Uh, and then I got together with a couple of my, uh, my friends in my, my class and we had a, a law school boy band, uh, that we, <laughs> we, we were called uh, boys to mens rea was the name of our uh <laughs> oh so it started right way Boys back then with the, yeah <laughs> that's hilarious uh, uh, they're very clever and inventive did you guys do like I, synchronized dances or anything like that we did like uh we did like a behind the music kind of video uh that we that they played at one of the things um i'm not much of a dancer but we each developed like a persona that we would be um <laughs> Uh, and then since then, at, when I became a professor, <clears throat> I started crowdsourcing the song. So I, I would say to my students, uh, like I, I have this one song that I was writing about administrative law, uh, and I decided I had decided that at first I thought it was going to be like a Prince slow jam, uh, <laughs> and then I realized like I was not even in the same like universe of cool as print. So I couldn't, I just couldn't <laughs> get myself to stretch that far. Um, <laughs> right. So I thought, okay, well I'll sing like, there were a couple of songs of other artists that I thought were trying to approximate a print slow jam. And I said, if I can imitate <laughs> those ones, <laughs> two steps away. Um, okay then. So I, I had, I put it out to my students that this was the style of song I was going for. Uh, and I was looking for rhymes and uh, they would send me like, you know, rhyming couplets that I would then massage into the rhythm of the song. Uh, and so that admin law song um, was really the born that. crowdsourced. That's right. What you're saying. Exactly. That's been, oh, that's, that's, awesome. a, that's such a great, <laughs> I never, I, well, I, I was, I'm giving you, I was giving you way more credit than you're too then. <laughs> but no, I, I love them. I think. So I used to, I, I haven't learned the last couple of years, but in my breaks, at, at in between breaks when I'm teaching, uh, I would often put on, we have great sound systems at Osgood. I'd put on music in between, in the 10-minute break, and I'd usually just play bands that I liked. And I've stopped doing that because my colleague Danny Preel now does it. He does, I, yeah. He, so I was going to say, puts I, on I elbow and. Anyway, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start. Howie can I'm gonna put your songs back on in my breaks. There you go. And because I, 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 I think <laughs> I can say to surely you can say this is this is as good as a summary. You have got the entire course in a three minute jingle. Yeah, if you know the song, you can get a solid B plus in this class. So, <clears throat> so yeah, all your all your students know that you're you do these songs. Then obviously, yeah. So my my uh, I have a couple of. Uh, traditions and a rule in my class. So the tradition is that the first class and the last class of every course uh, or every semester I sing a song. Uh, 
And so sometimes it's law related and sometimes not because the first the first day of one L the students don't know any law so they won't get your jokes. They, they, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. get the joke. So I have I have other songs that I typically play on those days. Um, and but I also have a rule in my class, uh, which it ha- this happened uh, literally the very first time I got in front of my class at UNB. Um, I was trying to illustrate to the students like the great intellectual diversity of the class. Uh, mm-hmm. to say, okay, well, you know, who studied political science, put up your hand, who studied economics, who studied engineering, who studied biology, uh, just to show like the ver- the variety of backgrounds that everybody brought to law school and how everyone's going to see problems differently and you have lots to learn from your colleagues. Um, and then I asked if anybody studied music uh, and a couple of students actually put up their hands and I said, oh, you know, I never studied music formally, but I'm a, I'm a big lover of music and I promise if anybody sings a question that I will sing the answer. Uh, <laughs> and it, it was, the- it was one of those moments where the words come out of your mouth and you're desperately trying to catch them and put them <laughs> regretting them. Yes. <laughs> I thought this could go very badly, but that, that was, thus was born the, the Kislowitz unintentional singing promise, the K U S P as I tell my students. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I honor it. So I tell all my students that, um, uh, Except I haven't really done it in a seminar class because something about the small number makes it really awkward. But the, <laughs> the, uh, when, I, when I'm in a regular lecture class, I'll tell students, if you sing a question, I will do my best to sing a rhyming answer that is intelligible. Um, and last year, uh, this one student, I was teaching the Sparrow case, which is an ab- Aboriginal rights case. And this one student made like changed the words to the song shallow from the um star is born uh lady gaga oh, bradley yeah, cooper okay. song oh, okay yeah so you know it had a rhyming title right sparrow and shallow uh and he he had written like a full verse and chorus of an intelligent intelligible question that rhymed <laughs> and he had a nice set of pipes like he sang really well uh and and I, there was just no like it was like the greatest moment of joy, but I had no way to respond appropriately to that level of dedication. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> you can only go down in estimation because it yeah. sounds like he put a lot of effort into a crafting. A, and I, that he is did. So how I did my best. I, I, held up, I held up my end of the deal. I, I sang a response. Uh, but it did not hold the candle to the question. <laughs> well, I, I'm impressed. How, so I've got a it's few questions musical, ba- built on that. How often does it happen that you get singing questions then? Yeah. You lay that out at the beginning. Every other year, I'd say. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's not... Every not, other year. What the hell not, are these people? I'd <laughs> yeah, be singing every if question. If you did that at Osgood, you'd, be, you'd probably be swamped with a singing <laughs> question per day. I'd yeah. love it. I'd love I'd it. I, mock trial. It's like anyone, any excuse to sing, <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. And I remind, like, I remind students when we come, when we're coming to the end of the course, like when we have a couple of weeks left, I say to them, look, you're not going to get this deal anywhere else. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Once they, in a lifetime opportunity, should, you're going to look back use on your it up, use it and up. say, why did I not sing a question? So it sounds like I also, the other thing, and we've talked about this on the podcast before with other people, but the amount of talent in a law school always amazes me. There are people that are just really, really great could be great artists yeah we're gonna wrap this baby up um, well we could go on for hours but i guess we our podcasts are always nice and sh- sweet and short and sweet so well i wouldn't say that but howie we'll have to have you back 
Oh, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, can you sing us a conclusion? <laughs> I don't like Thanks to sing for coming the on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing I'm disappointed with, really, is I thought for sure, since Howie was such a dedicated listener, that his favorite law-related TV show, would he'd say, okay, hey, can you make an exception and include the podcast? As my number one oh. favorite, but it's okay. <laughs> That's all right. But we do need you to spread the word out west. Uh, I will. Yeah. I will indeed. I'd be happy to. Uh, be happy to tell people about it. Want to sing a question into our voice? Oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> if they sing a question in, we will sing a response on the show for sure. <laughs> Professor Meg himself. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, Howie, thanks so much. It's a pleasure. I wish we were in the same city together, but uh, it's great to have you uh, on the phone. Pleasure to meet you. Thanks for having me, and best of luck finishing law school. Adam. Thank you. Appreciate it. Need he, help. He doesn't need any luck. Just needs <laughs> to do his readings. <laughs> <laughs> See take you care. later. Okay, take care. of endorphins and I just knew I had to have me a corpus yeah, I wanna be your administrative lover let me proffer this suggestion I leave it up to your discretion yeah I wanna be your administrative lover I wanna offer you a new sensation under the aegis of my Once I got near This can't be reasonable No, no, it said so in tons me But you state my proceedings Your rejection was searing You didn't oddy my part town You didn't give me no hearing Yeah, I wanna be Your administrative lover Let me proffer this suggestion I leave it up to your discretion Under the aegis of my regulations Now you've still got my heart I just can't shake ya There is so much unfairness This is just like Baker Now love isn't fair that is your submission So I'm drafting legislation For a love commission Yeah, I wanna be Your administrative lover, lover I plan a night at the Four Seasons You turn me down with inadequate reasons Yeah, I wanna be Your administrative lover Your standard of review Is just too demanding And now I'm on my knees like I got no standing Yeah, I wanna be 
expression. 